Section 27 of The Natural History, Volume 7. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Natural History, Volume 7 by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 27, Book 35, Chapters 50 to 59. Chapter 50. Sulphur and the several varieties of it. 14 remedies. Let thus much be deemed sufficient on the subject of bricks. Among the other kinds of earth, the one of the most singular nature, perhaps, is sulphur, an agent of great power upon other substances. Sulphur is found in the Aeolian islands between Sicily and Italy, which are volcanic, as already stated. But the finest sulphur of all is that which comes from the Isle of Melos. It is obtained also in Italy, upon the range of hills in the territories of Neapolis and Campania, known as the Leucogay. When extracted from the mines there, it is purified by the agency of fire. There are four kinds of sulphur. The first of which is live sulphur, known as apiron by the Greeks, and found in solid masses, or in other words, in blocks. This, too, is the only sulphur that is extracted in its native state the others being found in a state of liquescence and requiring to be purified by being boiled in oil. This kind is green and transparent and is the only sulphur that is used for medicinal purposes. A second kind is known as the glebaceous sulphur and is solely employed in the workshops of the fullers. The third kind also is only used for a single purpose, that of fumigating wool a process which contributes very greatly to making the wool white and soft. Agula is the name given to it. The fourth kind is used in the preparation of matches more particularly. In addition to these several uses, sulphur is of such remarkable virtue that if it is thrown upon the fire, it will at once detect, by the smell, whether or not a person is subject to epilepsy. Anaxileus used to employ this substance by way of pastime, Putting sulphur in a cup of wine with some hot coals beneath, he would hand it round to the guests, the light given by it, while burning, throwing a ghastly paleness like that of death upon the face of each. Its properties are calorific and maturative, in addition to which it disperses abscesses on the body. Hence it is that it is used as an ingredient in plasters and emollient poultices. Applied to the loins and kidneys, with grease, when there are pains in those parts, it is marvellously effectual as a remedy. In combination with turpentine, it removes lichens on the face and leprosy, the preparation being known as harpax, from the celerity with which it acts upon the skin. For which reason, it ought to be removed every now and then. Employed as an electuary, it is good for asthma, purulent expectorations, and stings inflicted by scorpions. Live sulphur, mixed with nitre, and then bruised with vinegar, and applied, causes morphew to disappear, and destroys nits in the hair. In combination, too, with sandarac and vinegar, it is good for diseases of the eyelids. Sulphur has its place among our religious ceremonies, being used as a fumigation for purifying houses. Its virtues are also to be perceived in certain hot mineral waters, and there is no substance that ignites more readily a proof that there is in it a great affinity to fire. 
Lightning and thunder are attended with a strong smell of sulphur, and the light produced by them is of a sulphurous complexion. Chapter 51. Bitumen and the several varieties of it. 27 remedies. Nearly approaching to the nature of sulphur is that of bitumen, which in some places assumes the form of a slime, and in others that of an earth, a slime thrown up, as already stated, by a certain lake in Judea, and an earth found in the vicinity of Sidon, a maritime town of Syria. In both these states it admits of being thickened and condensed. There is also a liquid bitumen, that of Zeonthus, for example, and the bitumen that is imported from Babylon which last kind is also white. The bitumen, too, of Apollonia is liquid. All these kinds in Greek have the one general name of pisasphaltos, from their strong resemblance to a compound of pitch and bitumen. There is also found an unctuous liquid bitumen, resembling oil, in a spring at Agrigentum in Sicily, the waters of which are tainted by it. The inhabitants of the spot collected on the panicles of reeds, to which it very readily adheres, and make use of it for burning in lamps, as a substitute for oil, as also for the cure of each scab in beasts of burden. Some authorities include, among the bitumens, naphtha, a substance which we have already mentioned in the second book, but the burning properties which it possesses, and its susceptibility of igniting, render it quite unfit for use. Bitumen, to be of good quality, should be extremely brilliant, heavy and massive. It should also be moderately smooth, it being very much the practice to adulterate it with pitch. Its medicinal properties are similar to those of sulphur, it being naturally astringent, dispersive, contractive and agglutinating. Ignited, it drives away serpents by the smell. Babylonian bitumen is very efficacious, it is said, for the cure of cataract and albugo, as also of leprosy, lichens and pruriginous affections. Bitumen is employed, too, in the form of a liniment for gout, and every variety of it is useful for making bandolines for eyelashes that are refractory and impede the sight. Applied topically with nitre, it is curative of toothache, and, taken internally with wine, it alleviates chronic coughs and difficulty of respiration. It is administered in a similar manner for dysentery, and is very good for arresting looseness of the bowels. Taken internally with vinegar, it dissolves and brings away coagulated blood. It modifies pains also in the loins and joints. And applied with barley meal, it forms a peculiar kind of plaster to which it has given its name. It stanches blood also, heals wounds and unites the sinews when severed. Bitumen is administered by quartz and fevers in doses of one drachma to an equal quantity of hediosmos, the whole kneaded up with one obolus of myrrh. The smell of burnt bitumen detects a tendency to epilepsy, and applied to the nostrils with wine and castorium, it dispels suffocations of the uterus. Employed as a fumigation, it acts as a check upon procedence of the uterus, and, taken internally with wine, it has the effect of an amenagogue. Another use that is made of it is for coating the inside of copper vessels, each rendering them proof against the action of fire. It has been already stated that bitumen was formerly employed for staining copper and coating statues. It has been used, too, as a substitute for lime, the walls of Babylon, for instance, which are cemented with it. In the smithies, they are in the habit of varnishing iron and heads of nails with it, and of using it for many other purposes as well. Chapter 52. 
alumin and the several varieties of it, 38 remedies. No less important, or indeed very dissimilar, are the uses that are made of alumin, by which name is understood a sort of brine which exudes from the earth. Of these two there are several kinds. In Cyprus there is a white alumin and another kind of a darker color. The difference, however, in their color is but trifling in reality, though the uses made of them are very dissimilar. The white liquid alumin being employed for dyeing wool of bright colors and the black, on the other hand, for giving wool a tawny or a somber tint. Gold, too, is purified by the agency of black alumin. Every kind of alumin is a compound of slime and water, or, in other words, is a liquid product exuding from the earth. The concretion of it commencing in winter and being completed by the action of the summer sun. The portion of it which is the first matured is the whitest in appearance. The countries which produce this substance are Spain, Egypt, Armenia, Macedonia, Pontus, Africa, and the islands of Sardinia, Melos, Lipara, and Strongly. The most esteemed, however, is that of Egypt, the next best being the produce of Melos. Of this last kind there are also two varieties, the liquid alumin and the solid. Liquid alumin, to be good, should be of a limpid, milky appearance. When rubbed between the fingers it should be free from grit and productive of a slight sensation of heat. The name given to it is forimon. The mode of detecting whether or not it has been adulterated is by the application of pomegranate juice, for, if genuine, it will turn black on combining with the juice. The other, or solid alumin, is pale and rough in appearance and turns black on the application of nut galls, for which reason it is known by the name of paraphoron. Liquid alumin is naturally astringent, endurative and corrosive. Used in combination with honey, it heals ulcerations of the mouth, pimples and pruriginous eruptions. The remedy, when thus used, is employed in the bath the proportions being two parts of honey to one of alumin. It has the effect also of checking and dispersing perspiration and of neutralizing offensive odors of the armpits. It is taken too in the form of pills for affections of the spleen and for the purpose of carrying off blood by the urine. Incorporated with nitre and melanthium, it is curative of each scab. There is one kind of solid alumin, known to the Greeks as schiston, which splits into filaments of a whitish color, for which reason some have preferred giving it the name of trichitis. It is produced from the mineral ore known to us as chalcitis, from which copper is also produced, it being a sort of exudation from that mineral coagulated into the form of scum. This kind of alumin is less desiccative than the others and is not so useful as a check upon bad humors of the body. Used, however, either in the form of a liniment or of an injection, it is highly beneficial to the ears, as also for ulcerations of the mouth and for toothache, if retained with the saliva in the mouth. It is employed also as a serviceable ingredient in compositions for the eyes and for the generative organs in either sex. The mode of preparing it is to roast it in crucibles until it has quite lost its liquid form. There is another variety of alumin also of a less active nature and known as strongyli, which is again subdivided into two kinds. The fungus, which easily dissolves in any liquid and is looked upon as altogether worthless, and the porous, 
which is full of small holes like a sponge and in pieces of a globular form more nearly approaching white alumen in appearance it has a certain degree too of unctuousness is serifrant grit friable and not apt to blacken the fingers this last kind is calcined by itself upon hot coals and mixed with any other substance until it is entirely reduced to ashes the best kind of all however is that called melinum as coming from the isle of melos as already mentioned none being more effectual for acting as an astringent staining black and indurating and none assuming a closer consistency it removes granulations of the eyelids and in a calcined state is still more efficacious for checking defluxions of the eyes in this last form too it is employed for the cure of pruriginous eruptions of the body whether taken internally or employed externally it arrests discharges of blood and if it is applied with vinegar to a part from which the hair has been first removed it will change into a soft down the hair which replaces it the leading properties of every kind of alumen is its remarkable astringency to which in fact it is indebted for its name with the greeks it is for this property that the various kinds are all of them so remarkably good for the eyes in combination with grease they arrest discharges of blood and they are employed in a similar manner for checking the spread of putrid ulcers and for removing sores upon the body of infants alumen has a desiccative effect upon dropsical eruptions and in combination with pomegranate juice it removes diseases of the ears malformed nails indurations resulting from cicatrization hung nails and chilblains calcined with vinegar or nut galls in equal proportions it is curative of phagedenic ulcers and in combination with extracted juice of cabbage of leprosy used in the proportion of one part of alumen to two of salt it arrests the progress of serpiginous eruptions and an infusion of it in water destroys lice and other parasitical insects that infest the hair employed in a similar manner it is good for burns and in combination with the serous part of peach for furforaceous eruptions on the body it is used also as an injection for dysentery and employed in the form of a gargle it braces the uvula and tonsillary glands for all those maladies which we have mentioned as being treated with the other kinds of alumen that imported from mellas be it understood is still more efficacious as to the other uses that are made of it for industrial purposes such as preparing hides and wool for example they have been mentioned already chapter fifty three semian earth three remedies in succession to these we shall now have to speak of various other kinds of earth which are made use of in medicine of semian earth there are two varieties one known as collyrium the other by the name of aster to be in perfection the first kind should be fresh remarkably smooth and glutinous to the tongue the second being of a more solid consistency and white they are both prepared for use by being calcined and then rinsed in water some persons giving the preference to the first they are both of them useful for discharges of blood from the mouth and are employed as an ingredient in plasters of a desiccative nature they are used also in the preparation of ophthalmic compositions chapter fifty four the various kinds of eretria of eretria or eretrian earth there are also the same number of varieties one white and the other of an ashy colour 
this last being preferred in medicine. To be good, this earth should be of a soft consistency, and when rubbed upon copper, it should leave a violet tint. The virtues of Eretria, in a medicinal point of view, and the methods of using it, have been already mentioned in our description of the pigments. Chapter 55. The Method of Washing Earths for Medicinal Purposes All these earths, for we will take the present opportunity of mentioning it, are well washed in water, and then dried in the sun, after which they are again triturated in water, and left to settle. These done, they are divided into tablets. They are usually boiled in earthen vessels, which are well shaken every now and then. Chapter 56 Chian Earth, Three Remedies Selenusian Earth, Three Remedies Negites, Nine Remedies Ampelites, Four Remedies Among the medicinal substances there is the white earth of Chios also, the properties of which are the same as those of Simeon Earth. It is used more particularly as a cosmetic for the skin of females. The Selenusian Earth being also employed for a similar purpose. This last is of a milk-white color and melts very rapidly in water. Dissolved in milk, it is employed for whitening the plaster coats on walls. Negitis is very similar to Eretrian earth, only that it is found in larger masses and is of a glutinous consistency. Its effects are similar to those produced by Chimolian earth, but are not so energetic. Ampelitis is an earth which bears a strong resemblance to bitumen. The test of its goodness is its dissolving in oil, like wax, and preserving its black color when submitted to the action of fire. Its properties are emollient and repercussive, for which reason it is used in medicinal compositions, those known as Caliblephora more particularly, and in preparation for dyeing the hair. Chapter 57. Cretaceous Earths Used for Scarring Cloth Simolian Earth, Nine Remedies Sardinian earth, Umbrian earth, Saxum. Of Cretaceous earths there are several varieties, and among them two kinds of Chimolian earth employed in medicine, the one white and the other inclining to the tint of purpurism. Both kinds, moistened with vinegar, have the effect of dispersing tumors and arresting defluxions. There are curative also of inflammatory swellings and imposthumes of the parotid glands, and applied topically, they are good for affections of the spleen and pustules of the body. With the addition of afronitrum, oil of cypress, and vinegar, they reduce swellings of the feet, care being taken to apply the lotion in the sun, and at the end of six hours to wash it off with salt and water. In combination with wax and oil of cypress, Simolian earth is good for swellings of the testes. Cretaceous earths, too, are of a cooling tendency, and applied to the body in the form of liniment, they act as a check upon excessive perspiration. Taken with wine in the bath, they remove pimples of the body. The most esteemed of all these earths is that of Thessaly. It is found also in the vicinity of Bubon in Lycia. Simolian earth is used also for another purpose, that of scouring cloth. As to the kind which is brought from Sardinia, and is known as sarda, it is used for white tissues only, and is never employed for colored cloths. Indeed, this last is held in the lowest estimation of all the Simolian earths, whereas that of Umbria is more highly esteemed, as also the kind generally known as saxum. 
It is a property of this last to increase in weight by maceration, and it is by weight that it is usually sold, Sardinian earth being sold by measure. Umbrian earth is only used for giving lustre to cloths. It will not be deemed out of place to give some further account here of this process, there being still in existence the Metilian law relative to fullers, an enactment which Gaius Flaminius and Lucius Aemilius, in their censorship, had passed by the people, so attentive to everything were our ancestors. The following, then, is the method employed in preparing cloth. It is first washed in an infusion of Sardinian earth, and is then exposed to a fumigation with sulphur. This done, it is scoured with simoleon earth, when the cloth has been found to be of a genuine colour, it being very soon detected when it has been coloured with spurious materials, by its turning black and the colours becoming dispersed by the action of the sulphur. Where the colours are genuine and rich, they are softened by the application of simoleon earth, which brightens and freshens them also when they have been rendered sombre by the action of the sulphur. Saxum is better for white tissues after the application of sulphur, but to coloured cloths it is highly injurious. In Greece they used Imphaean gypsum in place of simoleon earth. Chapter 58. Argentaria. Names of freed men who have either risen to power themselves or have belonged to men of influence. There is another Cretaceous earth known as Argentaria from the brightness which it imparts to silver. There is also the most inferior kind of chalk, which was used by the ancients for tracing the line of victory in the circus and for marking the feet of slaves on sail that were brought from beyond sea. Such, for instance, were Publilius Locius, the founder of our mimic scenes, his cousin Manilius Antiochus, the first cultivator of astronomy, and Staberius Eros, our first grammarian all three of whom our ancestors so brought over in the same ship. But why mention these names, recommended as they are by the literary honours which they acquired? Other instances, too, Rome has beheld of persons rising to high positions from the slave market. Chrysogonus, for example, the freedman of Scylla. Amphion, the freedman of Quintus Catulus, the man who was the keeper of Lucullus. Demetrius, the freedman of Pompeius, and Augie, the freedwoman of Demetrius, or else of Pompeius himself, as some have supposed. Hipparchus, the freedman of Marcus Antonius, as also Menes and Menecrates, freedmen of Sextus Pompeius, and many others as well, whom it would be superfluous to enumerate, and who have enriched themselves at the cost of Roman blood and the license that results from proscription. Such is the mark that is set upon these droves of slaves which we see on sale, such the opprobrium thrown upon them by a capricious fortune. And yet, some of these very men have we beheld in the enjoyment of such power and influence that the Senate itself has decreed them, at the command of Agrippina, wife of the Emperor Claudius, the decorations even of praetorship, all but honoured with the fasces and their laurels, in fact, and sent back in state to the very place from which they originally came, with their feet whitened with a slave dealer's chalk. Chapter 59. The Earth of Galata, of Clipia, of the Balearis, and of Ebusus. 
in addition to these there are various other kinds of earth endowed with peculiar properties of their own and which have been already mentioned on former occasions we may however take the present opportunity of again remarking the following properties the earth of the island of galata and of the vicinity of clipea in africa is fatal to scorpions and that of the balearic islands and of ebusus kills serpents summary remedies narratives and observations nine hundred and fifty six roman authors quoted messala the orator the elder messala fenestella atticus marcus varro verius cornelius nepos decolo messianus melissus vitruvius cassius severus longulanus fabius vestalis who wrote on painting foreign authors quoted Pesitalis, Apelis, Melanthius, Asclepiodorus, Euphranor, Heliodorus, who wrote on the votive offerings of the Athenians, Metrodorus, who wrote on architecture, Democritus, Theophrastus, Apion the Grammarian, who wrote on the medicines derived from metals, Nymphodorus, Iolus, Apollodorus, Andreas, Heraclides, Diagoras, Botris, Archidemus, Dionysius, Aristogenes, Democles, Menesides, Xenocrates, the son of Zeno, Theomnistus. End of section twenty seven.